Hello, and welcome back to HTM Insider. My name is Sherelle. I'm the host of HTM Insider, provided to you by Multi Medical Systems. Today, I'm super excited to get back into 2023, and I have some very special guests on today. They're with the University of Kansas Health System, and we're going to be talking about that HTM pipeline, you know, that evergreen thought, idea, motion that we're all in is trying to recruit biomeds. So today I want to introduce you and let them introduce themselves. Um, first, let's start with Tim. Tim, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, Shrill, again, thank you for doing this. I think this is a great opportunity for us in the field to be heard and and some great information comes out of these. So uh, my name's Tim Cordes. Um, I've been a BMET since uh, the mid eighties um, and recently retired and then came back. So um, I was going to say, it looks like you're working now. I had kind of a special opportunity and Shane was kind enough to, to uh, go through all the hoops to uh, bring me back in for a little bit. So, um, so yeah, we're working that out, but um, for the most part uh, I've worked mostly in hospital environments Um two different hospitals and one ISO. Very good. And Shane, what about you? Well, first of all, let's talk. You must be a Chiefs fan. I am. I am. Congratulations, uh, on, <laughs> congratulations <laughs> on the Super Bowl win. Yeah, I speak for the whole Chiefs kingdom there. So. Very cool. Very um, cool. I, uh, my name is Shane Cooper. I've uh, been a biomed for roughly 14 years, coming up on 14 years now. I was a general biomed and I uh, had an opportunity uh, to walk over into the perioperative realm uh, and I've been here ever since and I currently uh, am a, a perioperative clinical engineering manager and uh, I'm new very green to that and that's why I wanted to bring Tim on board uh, as well uh, so you guys can get the perspective of the, the past present and future and, and kind of what he's been doing in the field and, and how I want to carry on the torch. Yeah, I like that. You know, our attrition rate in the HTM industry coming to the end of 2023 is, is kind of bleak, right? Yeah. And I understand that, Tim, you may have been instrumental in providing some type of legwork in that pipeline that we talk about, bringing in the interest and the energy into the BMET life, which is so unknown to so many people. So I want to start there, Tim, is how have you successfully brought together a pipeline? Well, um, I think success is yet to be measured, but it, but it has a good start. Um, I think I really have to give credit to a lot of people that came before me, um, looking at the work that Amy's done, uh, the work that Tech Nation and that you've done, in, in helping um, give us out in the field ideas of how to how to go about this. Um, and I don't know, I have a friend that always said, and I, I treasured this, this saying of let's, let's copy off the smart kid, right? So um, I, I've been real fortunate to know a lot of folks here in, in the area, um, HTM directors, um, technicians. And so as we kind of got together, um, we could see what was happening. You know, it, it became 
um, sort of a game of musical chairs is who's left with the, with the vacancy. And we watched that actually happen within several hospitals here in town. And as we were getting together and talking about that, we thought this, this is just awful. This is awful for everybody. And, and we needed to have a collective effort in order to, to put a stop to this or not let this happen again, because it really does nobody any good. Um, so it, with that, um, we started seeing information. Or I started seeing information about, you know, trying to partner up with, with community colleges. And um, of course, with the closing, a lot of the biomed schools, uh, we were scrambling to find one that was relatively close to Kansas City. Uh, so we found one in mid-Missouri. Um, in a nutshell, we sat down with both of those organizations, the community college, Johnson County Community College, and um, uh, State Tech College of Missouri. And uh, with some of these HTM directors, we started exploring how could we make this work? Um, and, and so we kind of came up with an outline where they could use the online programs from State Tech coupled with the electronics technology program in existence and um, at least have a path. Um, and so at that point, then it's, let's get it out there. I think one of the key things to it was you have to get on these advisory boards. You have to have some input to these, to these things. And then on the flip side, I think that gives the organizations, the academic organizations, um, it shows that you're committed. Right. If you're going to take the time to be involved, then then we'll take the time to, to help promote this. So that's kind of where it started. So what is your role there? If you're an advisor, is bringing potential biomeds into your hospital key to that to let them see what they're going to do? Or how are you getting them to enroll in the program? That's kind of a twofold, but yeah, I think so that, that's part of the challenge, right? It most certainly is. Um, what we started with was attending some of the career fairs that the colleges typically have. Um, one of the things that we're learning as we go with this is a lot of times at the career fairs, you know, those those kids are looking for jobs, right? They're, they've almost finished their, their educational training. And so it, it quickly became clear to us that we need to get in the at the first years. And in fact, get down to the high school level, really, because so many kids uh, are making these decisions so early in life. Uh, you got to get it in front of them when they are in that, in that decision-making process. So, Shane, I know it's, you know, with credentialing in this industry, I know there's other ways that we have barriers that maybe are not in the biomed department but maybe with hr have you figured out a way to deal with that and what would have been your experiences so as far as barriers go you know specific to hr um what we've encountered is you know not only have we stumbled upon this uh career field but hr doesn't really know how to recruit for it either and so you have to be very specific in your request and you know it has to be a collaborative effort you have to be on the same wavelength and uh, that goes for really your customizing your talent engagement um, and modernizing that internet traffic. So uh, including your search queries, uh, be specific in your, your searchable words. Um, you know, don't be afraid to, if you can, if you have the backing and support from your HR, 
reach out to a sourcing agency that can help you um, because that's their forte. Um, and really just make sure you have targeted sourcing to uh, ensure uh, the platforms that you post on, on are fruitful. Um, and they have all sorts of technology that can assist with that. So, uh, you know, in that we were able to offer relocation bonuses. Uh, so we started looking at not only locally, but, you know, regional talent, national and even international talent. Um, so, um, but other than that, um, you know, we went in as far as publishing our, our pay scales to start, you know, increasing that foot traffic through there. Um, so, and then also don't be afraid to source, uh, the military to civilian transition agencies as well. There's great talent there. I agree. I agree. You know, sometimes I feel like we should be uh, TikTok experts and do yeah. snippets in TikTok to reach the younger generation, Definitely. right? Maybe that's HR needs to really look into that social aspect. Yep. And we do that a lot of MMS, right? Because we understand that that is really the platform that everyone's looking for their their news, that's the for their information, for their, for their jobs, yep. right? Yeah. And what we've also done to segue in that is is we've started making videos uh, in, you know, simple troubleshooting techniques or, you know, issues that we stumble upon, uh, we will post videos and just so students and the younger generations have some insight as to what our career field is all about. I agree 100%. I really think you need to have Tim do a TikTok. <laughs> that I would pay to see. <laughs> <laughs> that may be a stretch, but you never know. Oh, I think you I think you'd be great, Tim. Yeah, well, that, he, that's a great insight and a great reminder, Shane, um, to our to our audience here is really collaborating with HR on the efforts for recruitment of biomeds and interest in the career field. I like it. Yeah. There's one other aspect I think that Shane um experienced. Well, we both experienced, but Shane bore the brunt of this was, you know, not having a part-time position in in the job description already set up and it had gone through HR and gone all that. We we probably experienced um, a couple of months of delay while it went through all of that. And so what I would say to uh, current H HTM directors is don't wait. Don't wait till your retiree's gone, right? Um, that could potentially even avoid having to go through all of the uh, typical HR testing and everything else as you come in the door. Um, if you could transition out and into one of those um, part-time positions versus uh, actually retiring and coming back in. Yeah, and it was a couple of months. So Shane and all of my um, counterparts are going through, you know, um, a lot of, well, trying to cover, you know, with short people. Um and that's hard. It's really hard. Well, Tim, when you're no longer, you know, needed at, at Kansas there and Shane, you know, is fully staffed, MMS is, is a new home for you. We will hire you part-time, contract jobs. Just give me a call. <laughs> I will certainly keep that in mind. And Shane, how did you get into the industry? How did you find what healthcare technology management is all about? I fell into it. Originally, I thought I was going into manufacturing and a position became available. I said, what's that? And I never turned back. <laughs> so I, I love right. it. It's a very rewarding uh, career field. And, and so 
I just hope to spread the word. But I, I think that's a very similar case to many, many technicians out there. They stumbled across it. No one knew about this industry. So that's partly what we're trying to do is, as Tim was saying, get out in front of these kids early, uh, you know, before they, that decision has already been made. Now, how many biomeds do you guys have in your shop currently across the enterprise? So we're a unique group in that we are strictly uh, perioperative services. So we report okay. to perioperative services. So we're essentially uh, OR biomeds and uh, we serve in that purpose. Um, but with our group, it's it's roughly five. So, um, you know, I was able to to convince and coerce Tim back out of retirement. Uh, so he graciously accepted and uh, he's helped us fill that void and serve as a stopgap until we can get everyone trained up and and where we need to be. That's awesome. And are you working full time, Tim? Uh, no, just part time. Um, I was fortunate enough that Shane let me kind of um, dictate what, where and when that I'm working. Um, and it, um, well, fortunately, it kind of worked out for him. So it was a it was a win win for both of us. So, yeah. That's awesome. And and I really think that is a line of, it's a resource to bring people back into the industry just because of the attrition rate. And you're, we're losing such great talent yeah. when people like Tim retire. So yeah. Tim, I, I imagine you're walking around with the shirt on, the QR code that says, ask me what a BMED is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking so. <laughs> One of the things that we did, uh, we were fortunate uh, a year ago or so to have uh, uh, one of the um, HTM mixers here in Kansas City. And so um, one of the things that we had an idea to do was let's invite some of the kids to this, right? Let's bring them in and let them walk through with the vendors. And, and it's a great chance to learn about equipment, the type of, you know, that you work on, the stuff that you use, a uh, chance to talk to BMETs. Um, and so that was kind of fun, you know, that, cause they, the kids had a blast, right. Running through the, the vendor area, of course, getting all the swag and that kind of thing, but they were really good about attending classes. You could tell they were paying attention. Um, and so have we seen anything come out of that yet? Not yet, but I think it's one of those, you know, you just keep fishing, right. And hope right. to get that bite. So I completely understand. I have a young biomed daughter myself who's a product of COVID and yeah. college wasn't the answer for her. And she's thriving in the industry now a year and a half later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so what do you think that the gap is going to be from the attrition to bringing on, let's say high school students, how are we going to fill that gap? That's going to, I think going to be a two to three year period have even more of a decline in the resources we have as being BMEDs. I'll, I'll take that one and and um, really I'll walk it back into you have to look in a mirror you have to look at your own program and um, you know we're innately biomeds we're problem solvers and we have a problem so how do we fix it so we go back to the drawing board and one of the first things we did was look at our career ladder and restructuring our program and the positions within it. And in doing so, that allowed us some flexibility to um, allow for more entry-level candidates to come in the door. Um, you know, 
allowing them to get a certificate and work their way up into a certification if desired and uh, you know changing the minimum years required also. So, um, but we've also established the uh, strategic growth plan as well. Um, and part of that is, you know, getting those PRN positions created, uh, you know, i.e. what Tim is able to do for us. Um, that way we can concentrate on training our, uh, our candidates and, you know, entry level uh, folk that uh, we can get trained up uh, to PCE twos, threes. So, um, so let me ask you this, do you have an apprenticeship program that paid yeah. or not paid? We just created an internship and that was, you know, really a, a team effort in getting that established. So we were able to uh, get that created. And as Tim was saying, we were able to, uh, you know, interface with the community and uh, schools and really start that engagement there. And that's great. So what is your expectation to retain that employee um, through that commitment of that internship? Because I feel that there's a gap there that we're not addressing in the industry, that we're giving internships, um, apprenticeships, but then they're moving on to other organizations. As you know, you're competing with every, you know, ISO, manufacturers, um, there's a lot of different draws to their opportunities. Have you addressed that at all or any ideas around that? Our program specifically um, just is a summer internship. And as we were okay. talking earlier, we want to get out in front of them early on in that first year um, before that decision has been made. And really, it's just to bring awareness to our field. And if at the end of the internship, at the end of their program, when they graduate, they choose to go to an ISO or a different healthcare facility, that's fine. It's, it's not necessarily a bad thing um, because it, it just it closes those doors or opens doors for more opportunities later on down the road. Does your inter internship require that they attended or enrolled in a BMET program, a school? Not necessarily a, a BMET specific program, uh, electronics technology, engineering, um, but yeah, definitely BMET. So we want to um, paint this with a broad brush uh, to not necessarily pigeonhole ourselves. I like that. I like that. Tim, how do you see that program working? If you think bringing them in for that, un that internship for the summer is causing that excitement and perhaps an influx if more people modeled it this way? I I, th I think so. Um, for one thing, the program that we set up with the local community college and the biomed program requires an internship. So that's part of the last semester of, of that class. So so it, it helps meet that need for starters. I think the other thing, and we've heard this from students we talked to at career fairs, uh, also educators is, job shadow opportunities, especially with the high school students. If you want to get them hooked a little bit, give them a day in the life, right? And um, that that seems to help solidify if they were thinking about it, that helps solidify them to take that next step and enroll in the electronics program. Um, I think the way Shane's approached it is is perfect in that 
you could take it from either either source, right? Either bringing a guy up that had some electronics background, guy, gal, um, or somebody that um, is already in a program and trying to find a job. I think what he said about not pigeonholing himself is is the perfect approach with that, honestly. So let me ask you this, guys. So with all the restrictions, I mean, we, we came out of COVID, don't know if we're going to go back into COVID. And I know as a vendor, sometimes it's even hard for myself who's credentialed and vaccinated. How do you get over that hump getting high school students, early college students into the hospital shadowing you or in a program? Do you find any barriers? We haven't yet, but it's it's still new. So I, there's barriers everywhere you look, but we have to just keep pushing forward. So we haven't experienced uh, any of that uh, resistance yet, but um, that's something that we're definitely willing to work through for the for the better of the industry. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I mean, it's something that you think about it. I really think this is something that we could talk to Amy about. I think the job shadowing, it, you know, coming from even having my own daughter and her at the time, her boyfriend, where they were like, what is a BMA? And here I've been in the industry. And she comes home from college and all she knew is it was in demand and it kind of triggered a light bulb and, and I started explaining it. Um, and then she got to talk to some industry people. Now it was COVID. She still couldn't go in a facility, but she jumped into a school. I think that we are missing that field trip opportunity. Yeah. Right. I think it's a key to it. Um, and I, <clears throat> I get that from, um, again, talking to counselors and educators that that's what kids are telling them. Well, I want to go see it. I want to be part of it. I want to, I want to understand it more. Uh, we were fortunate at university of Kansas health system in that we had numerous programs that they have for job shadowing because it's, it's an academic institution, but in order to do it, like we wanted to do it, we had to limit it to a one day, uh, job shadow. Which for us, um, yeah, it'd be great to have them for a week, but in all likelihood, they don't have a week anyway, right? They've got they got classes going on, they've got part time jobs, that kind of stuff. But um, and the one that we did this with, or a couple of them, um, one of them for sure has already become a BMET, um, or he's well on his way anyway. Um, I think one of the things that triggered that was. GE has an internship program, apprenticeship program ready to go, right? He, he knew right where to apply and how to go. And that's kind of been some of the message that our association has been sending out to the HTM directors in the areas. It's, it's paramount to get these programs in place, job shadow, internships, um, that type of thing. Do you guys invite students to your HTM association, your local HTM association for meetings? So far, we've been kind of focused on the electronic students. So we make the instructors aware when we have meetings and they're welcome to come out. I think one of the problems that we have with that is um, kids are working, right? If they're not in school, they're working. So when are they going to have time? And um, uh now, if you got a, a kid that's already engaged, yeah, you can usually get them to come out. Um, quite honestly, the post-COVID, 
we've had a hard enough time getting BMETs to come out to our meetings, much less students. So. Right. I know. I always think you've got to bribe them with food. Uh, <laughs> yes. It always works. You know, Kansas City, Kansas City Barbecue does work pretty good for that, but. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I think that for you to give your time back, Tim, that really speaks to the career field. And maybe that'd be a challenge. Maybe you want to put that challenge out there to anyone else who's retired, right, is to reach out to their local high schools and try to get, you know, wear that shirt. What is a BMET? Come talk to me with the QR code on it. We may have started something on this podcast today. <laughs> but I think I'm going to start wearing that shirt around. Um, I, I mean, would you like to put that challenge out to other people that are retired instead of just leaving the industry? Let's give back. I, I think it's the only way, right? I um, Well, for, uh, for, one th for one thing, who's got the time, right? I mean, it's amazing when you retire, it just seems like, oh my God, when did I have this time to do this stuff? But, but the fact of the matter is, um, and I look at it this way, this field gave me a lot. Why should I not give back, right? Um, a lot of what I got was through uh, our local association or in relationships or networking with other BMETs in the area. And why not why not encourage that why not keep that going so that's awesome that's awesome you know um i might put that out there maybe that's something that danielle my friend danielle and amy might you yeah. know we might have some encouraging you know push behind that that movement um there's um it was interesting because the, in the htm mixer that we that we did Mm -hmm. She actually came down and helped me present to those students. She's so awesome. She, oh, she is great. And so she talked about the HTM in a box. Mm -hmm. I talked a little bit more about the local opportunities we have, that type of thing. But she, I think specifically with her, I think we've seen um, better support from Amy than we've ever seen, in my opinion, personal opinion. Uh, and I, I, I credit Danielle with that. Yep. She's an awesome, an awesome human. Well, guys, so we're kind of coming to the end of our podcast. And, you know, I did root for the Eagles, but, you know, I had to. It's going to be a son-in-law, right? But besides the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, insight and the parade that you're going to head out to today, I want some words of wisdom from both of you. I mean, you have such vast experience. And we want, when these kids are out there Googling what is a BMET or or looking into it, that this is a resource that they can click on and listen to someone from your perspective, Shane, and your perspective, Tim. So I want you to take some time and just tell them why they should be involved and, and how they can get involved and maybe how they can reach you if they're interested, if they're in that Kansas City area and they'd like to know more about the program. Shane, go ahead. So my my words of wisdom are, are basically from the, the hiring perspective. Um, when I look across the, the board of candidates and uh, my suggestion is just to hire for character, not necessarily talent. You know, um, you can if they have the right uh, personality and character, you can train anyone. So definitely don't close that door on, on a particular candidate. Um, and in doing so, if you, uh, you know, have a great team around you, everything else will fall in place. 
Um, but if if students are interested in, in reaching out to me, my email is uh, scooper9 at kumc.edu. And I uh, would love to have a conversation with you. I love that. I really love that, Shane. Tim, what are your words of wisdom? So mine probably come back to check for local associations, right? There's usually contact information in there. Um, more often than not, there's somebody within those associations that uh, can guide you or lead you towards either a job shadow, internships, um, or just come to meetings and learn about it. Um, I think the other thing um, that appears to me to be uh, fairly significant right now is getting ourselves involved in this right to repair. Um, I think it's a, a key in the future. Um, and I think all of us need to be a, get involved with that. 100%. Yeah, what, 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 a, what a hot topic, right? We've had a lot of great insight um, on HGM Insider from leaders in the industry, but it's still a battle. It hasn't yeah. moved a lot. The needle hasn't moved a lot on yeah. right to repair. There's a lot of strong um, against it, right? Right, there's a lot of lobbyists, right? Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and so sure. just like with um, HTM careers, we've got to be our own lobbyist, right? We've got to push it. So. Yep. And I say we start wearing the shirt. I'll start making them, getting them sent out. <laughs> I love that. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. So I really appreciate you guys coming on today. And Tim, I'm sure that you'd be willing to be a resource, you know, if there's anybody in that you know, area or across the nation, if they just wanted more information, how do they get a hold of you? Um, probably the best way is um, through email. Um, tcortis at kumc.com.edu, sorry. Okay. Um, or again, through the local association. In our case, it's the HTMA Midwest. Um, there's links in there to what we're doing and, and also contact information as well. Perfect. Well, we're coming to the end of our podcast today. And, you know, I really appreciate Tim and Shane coming on. And if you want more information or to how to model, maybe if you're an HTM leader, you know, how they successfully are bringing students in for that, you know, field trip or that internship over the summer. I know that Tim and Shane would both um, be willing to talk to you. So again, follow HTM on HTM Insider. Um, on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're there. Make sure you share your opinions and give us a follow. And we look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Sherelle. Thank you so much.